Sanbunan Dumlang, hello, it's Simply Spisa here and welcome to another episode of the podcast, Simply Do The Work. Today's actually a rather special podcast episode because it is the first podcast exclusive. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, normally I would upload my podcast episodes both on YouTube and on the various um, podcast streaming services. But this is the first of many podcast exclusives, which if you remember, I think two episodes ago i did tease that this is what i'm going to be doing so if you came from youtube or you know any other platform of mine i do suggest you subscribe to the podcast follow the podcast on you know whatever platform you're listening on so you don't miss out and also if you haven't checked out my youtube channel please do simply Svisa. just search that in youtube but i'll also put the link in like the podcast um in the show notes i'll put the description because there on youtube is like literally completely like different from what i'm doing here on the podcast so if you remember that's one of the reasons why i do want to create a, a, a little can't speak podcast so that you know i can also be speaking on these things like i've just thing is i've had so many content ideas and i thought okay now is the time to actually you know demarcate things but this was a very lengthy rambly intro so what are we going to be discussing today well basically i want to unpack why is black women's pain a joke or why are black women unprotected or why does everyone hate black women and i feel like this is you know a topic that i've touched on in a number of previous episodes and videos and i think it really really um how can i say this it continues on what I was speaking about in the episode, how jokes allow oppression of the marginalized to continue. And I want to first start off by speaking about Kanye West. Now, I recognize that Kanye West is an extremely controversial and polarizing figure. I will be honest and say that I have a strong disdain for Kanye West. That being said, I do not wish ill on him. I literally gain nothing like i don't gain any pleasure like i don't get a dopamine hit you know for any of just like you know the like if anything bad happens to him i don't gain anything i don't wish ill upon him that being said i still recognize how problematic he is and that is why i have issue with him okay i do not have issues with him because of his mental health struggles because of any other tragedy that has befell him or any other just anything that he's going through in his personal life. I don't really have issue with that. Like, to be honest, because I have such a strong disdain for him, I don't really keep up with what he's been up to. But the reason why I mention him is because he had a rally in South Carolina, I believe. And was it a week ago, two weeks ago? Girl, I don't even know. Like, when you're in lockdown, time is just... Like, the concept of time is just completely lost on you. But he had a rally, and I mean, for those of you who don't know, but I think at this point everyone knows, Kanye West is running for president. And one of the things that really, like this, one of the things that was really um, popping, not popping, that's the wrong word, that gained a lot of attention on social media and even just in news outlets from this rally is the statements he was making on abortion and how thing is how i came to find out about it because i saw a clip 
that was put up of Kanye West saying he almost killed his daughter. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I know Kanye be messy, but what is this? And then, you know, I just looked in the, like, I didn't even have to do much, like, Nancy Drew detective work. I just looked in the replies and I saw, oh, okay, he's talking about abortion. Because, you know, the person who put that up clearly took it out of context to, um, to paint a bad picture of Kanye West, not though I don't think you really need to help him. He does that well by himself, but that's neither here nor there. But anyway, Kanye West had some, you know, rather pro, I believe pro-life views on abortion. And he was crying and weeping and talking about how he wanted um, North to be aborted at first, but then God spoke to him and God spoke through his wife, Kim, or girlfriend at the time and so they didn't they ended up not aborting north and it's like the biggest blessing and that is why he's now against abortion okay that is your stance um i actually have a nuanced view on abortion but i'm not really going to go into that for this episode but then there was a, a white lady who stood up against him and you know explained why his views are wrong and explain how she had, a, had an, an abortion recently and for her it wasn't an easy decision to come to but she realized that she couldn't um i'm saying i'm a lot i'm sorry but she realized that she couldn't care for the child and she saw that the best thing to do would be to abort and kanye was like oh my gosh like really compassionate showing her love or whatever and now this is where my issue is right so in the same rally the same rally the same event a black woman asked kanye about his views on gun violence and mind you i actually watched a lengthy clip of the entire not the entire rally but like i watched a lot of this like to understand the whole context of everything that happened because i do understand how when you just see one clip on social media it can be a little you know and so everything i'm mentioning is you'll see the relevance of it. so now this lady asked kanye about gun gun reform gun violence and in true kanye style he didn't really answer the question and he was also um making incorrect statements and so she was correcting him you know and the thing is this is where the issue comes because then kanye west full-on attacks this lady full-on attacks her embarrasses her humiliates her sorry i bumped the mic a little bit and the issue is right how was he able to show kindness and compassion to the white lady who mind you if you actually see the clip she that that lady wasn't she wasn't holding back she was coming at him guns blazing literally both of them were doing the same thing they both were expressing their views they both at times i corrected him and the, the thing is right while that lady, the white lady was speaking, Kanye was literally quieting down the audience saying, hey, let her speak. Literally, you know, he basically recognized that this is a delicate and I'm using the word delicate. I understand that it's rather, it's rather triggering. That is a, <laughs> but he recognizes her humanity. He recognizes her womanhood and he also recognizes that, oh, you know what? People aren't really giving her a chance to speak, so let me stick up for her. But now, when a black woman wants to speak up, when a black woman, you know, wants to share her views or wants to get her question answered, 
Kanye West shuts her down. Kanye West humiliates her. And later on, that lady did go, um, I think, was it on Instagram? I'm not sure. But she put up a video saying that, yes, she's the black woman. She's the woman who was humiliated at Kanye West rally. And even just when I see the clip of Kanye West, you know, speaking to her so rudely, you just get a sense of, the. you can see what type of people follow Kanye West because the crowd was literally hyping Kanye up. The crowd saw no issue with what Kanye was doing. And I mean, that, that rally on its own, there's just there's so much mess. I mean, he even he spoke out against Harry Tub, Harriet Tubman and I don't even want to go too much into that. But my issue with Kanye specifically and why I'm mentioning him is because he is almost like, how can I say? He's like the poster boy for anti-blackness from a black person. And I know just saying that statement is rather controversial because there are many people who believe, who strongly believe that Kanye is for black people. He really, you know, he's for the people. But let's not forget, this is the same man that said slavery is a choice. And it's kind of like, this is why the issue of black men dating light-skinned and non-black women, it kind of, that's where you kind of see their hatred for black women. Like I said, he was able to recognize or easily protect and come to the defense of the white lady. But when a black woman was speaking up and when he didn't like her tone, that's when he was guns blazing and that's when that's when his hatred for black women showed and that's also say also Kanye West has a specific audience and the people who follow Kanye West normally share in his views I do think that some people I don't know I don't know if people who follow Kanye West are they just willfully ignorant or do they genuinely not realize and another issue I have with Kanye West and then I'm just gonna I'm gonna move on from him because wow is his whole Christian rebranding now I'm saying rebranding in air quotes because okay first of all let me just say right as someone who um grew up Christian and still practices Christian values and ideals ideals ideas girl English I'm not questioning his Christianity. I'm not here to question whether or not he is deserving of identifying as a Christian. That is not my job to judge him, right? To judge any of that. But I do take issue with how I feel like just because now he is standing as a Christian, it's almost like I feel like it just, for some people, it absolves him of all guilt. Like literally, my I think my main issue with Kanye is that he gets a pass for everything, and like I do, like I recognize that he has um, bipolar, but where was that same grace and energy for Azalea Banks? Like y'all dragged the living daylight out of Azalea Banks. And I feel like the only reason is because she's a black woman. I mean, why does Kanye get the grace? Everyone's like, oh, but he... You know, it's because of the bipolar. It's because... But answer me this. Is there a mental illness that makes you hate black women? Because if there is, then (laughs) by all means, diagnose Kanye with that. Because in the same rally, in the same, you know, event, he 
he had that whole breakdown. Yes, I'm not gonna take. I'm not gonna deny that. But then he was still able to show compassion to that white lady. But then he completely went off on a black woman. And I'm not even gonna get into the messiness of his tweets, the things he was saying about Chris Kendall, not Kendall. Um, Chris Kylie and his wife Kim Kardashian. To be honest, like when I saw like Kim's statement, I was really low key. Like while she is handling the situation a lot better than I would because. After you humil, if I was humiliated the way, just the things that Kanye was saying, if, girl, I, I would have been messy in the streets. I would have been petty AF. But, you know what? The Kardashians and Kanye, I'm not really. I don't want to give them any more time of day because they do not be living rent free in my mind. Now another issue, which. Tying it into how jokes allow oppression of the marginalized to continue. Is people making jokes about Megan Thee Stallion getting shot. Please explain to me why someone getting shot is funny. Where is the humor in that? Where is your empathy? She literally had to imagine having to go on social media and telling people, hey... Please stop making jokes about me getting shot because that was a very traumatizing experience to go th- to go through. And people are like, oh no, you're ruining our fun. Or you just got shot in the foot. You'll survive. Like, <laughs> if y'all could see my face right now, like, I just realized that I'm not on camera. So I need to, like, actually speak. So there's not, like, dead silence in between. And she also tweeted that black women are unprotected. And people just came for her. You know what? The thing is with social media, right? I feel like social media does play a role in terms of it reduces people's empathy towards others. And also there's the whole anonym, anonym, the whole anonymous, you're anonymous on social media. You, know, you can create a fake profile and speak all types of mess. Or the thing is, even if you're using your real profile, they're not real implications. I think think that's how people see it they see oh no i'm just posting a meme i'm just posting a tweet about this but she'll be fine that's how people see it like oh she's got her money she'll be fine and it's even the issue of just it's sort of like a humbling thing people see it as oh no she needs to be humbled which first of all what happened the way people are treating and i'm um, responding to megan the stallion is just wrong no matter who it happens to okay i don't want to buy into respectability politics but we have to talk about how she's literally the most unproblematic like one of the most unproblematic celebrities of the most unproblematic women in hip-hop that there is and to see how literally people would just they turned on her real fast. It kind of shows you how a lot of people don't really care for her as a person. They just care for what she has to offer them. I think that is the thing with how people treat black women. And when I say people, I mean, obviously, I do mean the rest of society. But even specifically within the black community, black men. And... Just seeing how famous people like 50 said, like literally we've got high profile celebrities making jokes about this. I think even Chrissy Teigen made a joke about this. And, and that's also where I'm kind of like, you see, the problem is it's not only um, men, black men and white people that are being um, 
I'm saying I'm a lot. Okay, we move. It's not only them, but even other black women. That's the thing. Even when you are looking on Twitter, you're seeing even other black women buying into this. And my chat is, it kind of goes into, think about Breonna Taylor, how so many people were making memes of her of her death. People were posting bikini sh- shots, bikini, like really like thirst traps, right? They thirst trap pictures and then they put their oh by the way, Brianna Taylor's murderer still haven't been arrested. Oh, by the way, justice for Brianna Taylor. Oh now that my side boob has caught your attention. Like why are you doing that? Why like literally no other they no no one else gets treated like this. And I think part of the reason why, if you just look at the situation of Brianna Taylor, why they feel the need to, I don't know, you, they, the thing is, right, they think that they're doing some type of work, they think they're being activists, they think, oh yes, we're getting the word out, but my chat is, why can't you just post the petition link and say, hey, justice for Brianna Taylor, or be like, hey, Brianna Taylor's murderers still aren't being held accountable. Let's do something about it. Just post that on its own. But you know what it is? They know that doing that alone is not enough. It's not enough because it's not just about what you say and in the moment. It's about every single day. How do you treat black women? It's really like a textbook definition case of performative activism. How people have just responded to Brianna Taylor. No one was doing that for George Floyd. And you wouldn't like it if I was making jokes about the death of your family member or friend. If, oh, excuse me, sorry I burped. If I, if I was posting thirst traps and then just, just at the end, just putting in, oh, by the way. RIP to this person or just it just it's so it's distasteful that's the thing I think we can recognize how distasteful it is when if it was someone doing it to my relative or doing it to your relative or just you know anyone but a black woman I think it goes down to the fact that people don't view black women as human that is the underlying issue because you shouldn't have to imagine oh what if it was my daughter being shot in the foot what if it was my friend who got shot in her sleep. You shouldn't have to imagine that. You should just hear, oh my word. This woman was attacked. Or this woman was brutally murdered. And immediately connect with her humanity. And so. Something. Oh, something actually. I found out while watching. For Harriet's video. On the Make Make the Stallion issue. Is that. You know the saying, by Felicia? That actually came from an act of violence. Like a woman was being assaulted and they said, by Felicia. And that quickly became a meme. That became something. I remember back in high school and by Felicia was like, you know, really. And I remember my friends and we were like, where does this by Felicia even come from? Like, we, I didn't, I didn't really do much work i was remember i think i googled it briefly but i couldn't really get the root source and it's just like but this doesn't happen like i'm at a loss for words i'm really 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 at a loss for words and i think 
we need to do better by black women. We need to do better. And the thing is, the thing is, right, how I see it, some people, again, they see it as, oh, it's just social media fun. Ha ha, it's just laughs. But how? But think about it. How do you treat black women in your everyday life? How many times have you laughed at someone's pain? And that's the thing that is mind-boggling to me is that people are getting dopamine hit, hits from this. People are relishing this. This is... It's pleasurable to them. Thinking about how there was a video of these black men throwing a woman in, in a dumpster and they were laughing. I saw another video of a while back where a woman was slapped so hard and you just heard these men laughing. And it's like, why is that? Because that's also the thing. It's just these women aren't even doing nothing. And even if they were, there's nothing that can justify the violence that's being enacted on them. Because even with the Meg Stallion situation, apparently what was happening is that Tory Lanez was flirting with Kylie Jenner. And then Megan was feeling disrespected, as she should. And so she was, you know, going off. Like, how can you be disrespecting me like that? And so allegedly then he shot her. Like, people are trying to paint this narrative to justify also why she got shot in the first place. But seeing that she was disrespected first, isn't she well within her... Then shouldn't she have shot him first? Like, why is it that black women have to just take... Just whatever comes with that, to just take it. Thinking to the Jada Willow August mess. A lot of people, a lot of men, specifically black men, really empathizing with the world. Being like, oh my goodness, how could he... How did he have the strength to stay? Just like they were, you know, seeing his pain, which is kind of ironic. They don't realize that they are actually more the jaders in their relationships. Normally, it's the men who cheat and the women are expected to just stay. Normally, you know, if a woman leaves a man for cheating, they're like, ah, oh, but how can you be so weak? Like, how was Begazelle? You can't just Begazelle. I don't know what is Begazelle in English. What is it? Endure? Is that endure? Tolerate, I guess? I don't know. And it's just... I'm looking at my notes here. And (laughs) there's literally, like, there's so much I can unpack. But, oh yeah, something I actually do want to talk about is the violence of queer women. I actually remember in high school... One of my classmates, she, I'm going to say she was queer because I think looking back now, it was, you know, even her gender expression, she expressed herself. Let's use they. Yes, let us use the gender neutral pronoun of they. All of my classmates, right, they, you know, they identified as a lesbian and I'm not too sure of their gender identity, right? But I remember how one of my friends used to find it funny to flirt with her and some looking back sometimes it re, it got really forceful the way with like hugs and just you know he'd hold them inappropriately just looking back it was actually really inappropriate and people used to find that so funny like they find men really find it so funny to like be forcing themselves on queer women as if 
they have that right, you know, they have that claim on their bodies. And, or they're like, oh no, just making sure if you're really gay or if you're really not into guys and that's, or trying to prove that you're a real woman. Because I feel like that's also, there's that issue. If a woman presents themselves, if you're, you know, assigned female at birth and you present yourself in a rather masculine way, you do get men who will harass you trying to prove, like, prove to me that you're a woman or prove, and even with Meg the Stallion, people were making jokes about her calling her a man and that you know the whole issue of the transphobia that's there we can unpack that some other day and we will you know the issue of femininity the gender binary and how how enforcing it how in trying to enforce and maintain these rigid boxes and labels of what is a man what is a woman how people continue to perpetuate violence and the thing is it's always disguised as a joke that's the thing people will insult you dehumanize you denigrate you and then they call it a joke and it's like no it's it's not funny none of this is funny like to be honest even just making just recording this and just doing the research for it it was honestly not fun I really, I just wish that, you know, we could just do better, not only to black women, but gender non-conforming, trans women, everyone. And it's kind of like, ugh, I remembered one of my earlier, earlier podcast episodes, I did say that my activism for cis-hit black men is growing tired because you get some who say, oh no, but I don't do any of those things. I'm not harassing these women. I'm not assaulting these women. But okay, but what about your friends? Are your friends doing that? And are you, are you, are you calling them out on that? Or are you just being complacent in the situation? It's like, for example, if... I'm thinking of if, let's say, right, you're in an argument, like you're having an argument with someone and, you know, you feel like everyone's ganging up on you and no one speaks up for you in the moment. What use is it for you to pull me aside later on and be like, oh, but, you know, I really feel for you and, oh, my God, you were so strong in that situation. It's kind of like by saying that, right, by putting on, by um perpetuating, right, the stereotypical strong black woman what that does is it makes it seem as if black women can never have things acted upon them they're never victims anything that happens to them they actively allowed it to happen and i see it in victim blaming i see it in how i'm thinking to one of my friends right she's she's the oldest she's the eldest sister right she's the eldest she's the eldest child right and she's a woman and she's black and when I just think back to some of the conversations I feel like there's also this thing of black women have to almost take accountability for other people's actions it's as if on one hand you have your own your own baggage your own struggles and now you must take the accountability for others I see it in if a child misbehaves it's always the mother's fault if the child deviates or is you no know, naughty or whatever it's always the mother's fault but when the child does well 
achieves great things, it's like the father's child. And I think we also have to recognize the role that black women took and how they stepped up when black families were being torn apart. I think even here in South Africa, if you think about it, how a lot of times, like a lot of families, especially in our parents' generation, and but even still today, you find that the father leaves home and is working far away in the city or something, and then the mother is left with the responsibility of raising the children, of taking care of the household all by herself. And then, even though the man was not really active in the child's role, he still finds a way to claim any of the child's achievements, but won't recognize the role that he might have played in the child's, you know, whatever issues the child might have. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I think I could say that I'm grateful that in my family, in my household, we weren't really raised with the strict gender roles and all that. But I mean, because obviously I, was, I wasn't raised on an island, so the external societal stuff still did penetrate. You know, I'm still unlearning a lot of those toxic, problematic, gender binary roles. I'm also, you know, unlearning stuff that I got even from the church. Like we can have a whole discussion how the church perpetuates misogyny and just even other family members. Because even though like in my household, for example, my mom taught my brother and I how to cook, how to clean. It's not that, you know, for example, like right now, like my obviously I think part of it's because my sister was literally a baby. Or like, you know, she's oh, she just turned 13. So, you, I mean, you weren't going to expect a 10-year-old. Though I've actually, now I think about it, I've actually seen households where literally you've got these grown men just sitting on their asses and you've got the 8-year-old the little girl. She's expected to cook and clean. Like, actually just thinking about it that, no, actually, that does happen. That does happen. Like, right now, like, my sister and I, we actually, we share the responsibilities of you know, if their chores need to be done, there's not a thing of, oh, but cooking is for a woman. Cooking is this and that. And I think I really do appreciate and applaud my parents for, you know, like my sister isn't being raised to take care of a man. I feel like that's how a lot of women and girls, specifically in the black community. And the reason why I'm also I'm focusing hyper focus on the black community, because I'm not saying that these issues don't show up in other groups. But, you know, I can only speak on what I know. Okay, like, I can only speak on what I know. And I do recognize that, obviously, my audience, while it's most probably predominantly black people, I do also recognize that, you know, there are other groups listening. So, shout out to you guys, because you guys are, like, you know, the true allies. You know, people who actually want to listen and have these conversations. But the whole topic of allyship is something I want to dive into a later video. Podcast. Y'all, I feel like... At this point, I don't know. Can you hear my stomach rumbling? Yeah, I haven't had breakfast yet. And it's like 1 p.m. when I'm recording this. And I do feel like I'm getting a little bit rambly. So that being said, thank you so much for listening. Um, I do apologize if I was... I feel like I was a little bit more all over the place than usual. But no, actually, no. You know what? I did what that. That is what I did. Actually, I remember someone commented... Um, yesterday texted me and complimented me and saying how I'm so well spoken and I was like oh I, I, I was like thank you so much I really need to hear that because I feel like I feel like I'm really hard on myself 
like when i'm editing these videos and podcasts i like i'll notice how oh my goodness i'm saying you know a lot or i'm saying i'm a lot or i'll be like oh over there i was just too i was speaking too fast or like sometimes i'll spend time trying to edit out the mistakes and the errors and i'm slowly but surely letting go of that perfection because i do think the most important thing is necessarily to say the right things or say them the right way but it's to be real it's to like i always say when i come on here my intention is to start conversations it's not necessarily to say that i have the answers or i know what needs to happen what needs to be done but yeah um thank you so much for listening it feels so weird recording just a podcast without a video i think maybe that's why also i feel like i was all over the place because i feel like when there's a video i'm just i'm looking at the the camera i'm able to focus my attention there look at my notes and now i'm literally my eyes have been wandering all over this room i feel like yeah it's a new skill you know we're gonna work on gonna develop you know you see i said you know again okay i am i am beyond over this if you're still listening till this point thank you so much i love you so much please do follow me at simply spissa on instagram and twitter as mentioned also check out my youtube channel simply spissa and until i see you guys in the next one i love you so much bye guys